part of the Boundless Audio Podcast Network. Hello, welcome to the Artist Pivot Podcast. My name is Ayana Major Bay, and I am an actress, voiceover artist, mentor, and your host. This show is a bi-weekly conversation highlighting pivots and life lessons from the perspective of artists, those who work in and around the arts, and arts educators. For those listening who don't consider themselves artists, you can pivot too. Everyone possesses the ability to do so. You just have to be reminded sometimes. All of our life lessons have taught us to be better pivoters, and it is my goal to share these life lessons to guide and inspire others. Here is this week's episode. All right, y'all. So on this episode, I am so excited to say that joining me is actor, mental health advocate, and fitness instructor, Carlita Victoria. And she is a Raleigh, North Carolina native and a lover of cupcakes and laughter. Carlita founded Darkness Rising Nonprofit for Black Mental Health to create a safe space and mental health resources for the Black community due to her personal mental health experiences. Some of her select credits include The Dr. Oz Show, Apple, AARP, In the Heights, Jesus Christ Superstar, Hairspray, The Color Purple, Dreamgirls, Little Shop of Horrors, and some tours of broad comedy Chuck Davis and the African American Dance Ensemble, Madagascar Live China, and Circus Connelly, Switzerland. Carlita is a licensed mental health first aid instructor and the chief wellness advisor for the Harriet Tubman Effect. Y'all, welcome Carlita. Hello there. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Oh, you're so very welcome. So very welcome. Thank you so much for joining me. How are you doing today? Listen, I am. I'm listening. <laughs> I, am, I am making it today. Today is a better day than it was yesterday. And so mm-hmm. I am grateful for that progress. Yes. All right. I will take that. I will take that. And so my first question to you would be, so if I did ask you, I actually texted you this, Carlita, how are you doing? How is your day? What's going on? But you could only respond to me in emojis only. What would you text me? That's a great question. I would text you the eye roll emoji. Okay. Because it's not a bad day today, but right. it's also like ugh, some things are just frustrating. <laughs> Understood. Understood. Yeah. Yes, yes. I know that eye roll emoji quite well. <laughs> <laughs> that's real. <laughs> yes, yes, that's real. Yes. So thank you so much for that imaginary text. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, so I wanted to bring you on to the show and talk to you because I have, we have we've known each other for a couple of years, haven't we? I, I'm yeah through auditions and yes just the life, life. just the life yeah. yes exactly exactly and so y'all she is an actor a mental health advocate and a fitness instructor so she's a multi-hyphenate she has lots of beautiful things going on in her life but I wanted to talk to her you know like the podcast is called about her pivots and life lessons learned and so Carlita I would like to ask like How did this all begin? Where did it start? Like college, before college, and then, you know, if it was college, you know, I know you majored in dance. Well, when you graduated, what happened? Like all of the, how did life start and the pivots start? 
So that take us back sigh. to the beginning. <laughs> that deep sigh. <laughs> well, what happened? <laughs> right. <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, my, I, my journey as an artist started when I was young, like elementary school. I knew I wanted to dance uh, professionally, and my parents were totally on board with that. Mm-hmm. And somehow every single teacher that I had from elementary school all the way through high school, they all of my teachers all went to this to the same college. And really? I I realized that somewhere along in my journey, they, every single one of them, every dance teacher, they studied with the same teacher. And I realized that I really liked the way they I like their teaching style. I liked their movement. And I wanted to know, you know, where did you study? And they started telling me, I was like, oh, you went to UNCG. Oh, you went to UNCG. Oh, you went to UNCG. And they all studied with the same professor. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, not all of them, but they studied with a, a, the same professor or, or one who did a similar style. Yeah. Um, and I was like, yeah, I'm going to go to UNCG. That's how I decided. But I, I only applied to that one school. In hindsight, I'm like, probably should have applied to more schools. <laughs> But you know, (laughs) everything happens for a reason. There you go. There you go. (laughs) I applied to one school and I got in there and I knew exactly, I knew the professors I wanted to study with. Um, I studied safety release technique, um, uh, a contemporary dance style. And I Mm -hmm. knew that I wanted to be a concert dancer. I did not know how little concert dance pays. (laughs) Mm, No one really prepares you for that part of it. Um, So... I I went to I went to school. I graduated. I uh, went on tour right after college mm-hmm. with uh, Chuck Davis and the African American Dance Ensemble, doing African dance and contemporary dance. And then I moved to New York after that. Okay. And I didn't start doing musical theater until a few years after that because I didn't even know I ever wanted to do musical theater. Musical theater was never in my sights. Okay. I. I was I didn't go to school for it or study it or know hardly anything about it. Mm-hmm. I think I had seen like one Broadway show in my life at that point. Mm-hmm. And um I heard some some whispers uh-huh. of some people talking about some auditions and some chitter chatter about money. Uh-huh. And <laughs> I said, uh-huh. Oh, oh, people are getting paid like cash money uh-huh. for this. And I was like, okay, maybe I need to explore some more options um, because um, concert dance was, it was going really well as far as me getting auditions and me getting seen and I was touring and that was great. But I was Mm -hmm. like, this is not paying the bills. Right. Right. So (laughs) I started trying to uh, make that transition and pivoting into musical theater, which was his own struggle. (laughs) <laughs> right, right, yes, 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 that is, it is its own struggle. That is correct. That is correct. But, you know, that was your first one where you were like, my mission, what I want to do is concert dance. And then you're like, oh, I love it, but y'all are not paying me enough to survive. Right. I have bills. Uh, right. And it just wasn't, they weren't getting paid, <laughs> especially not in New York. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It just wasn't happening. Um. So, but when I moved to New York, I also had a teaching license. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I, in college, I got two degrees. I got my uh, dance performance and choreography degree. And then I also Mm -hmm. got a K through 12 dance teaching license. Okay. Um, And 
I knew that I enjoyed teaching, but I also knew I didn't want to teach for the rest of my life. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm, Or mm -hmm. if I did, then I wanted to be on my own terms. Fair, fair. You You could pick up teaching when you wanted to. Exactly. Yes. Um, And so when I moved to New York, um, I started teaching Mm full-time in a school which shall not be named. Mm -hmm. Because... (laughs) (laughs) That's fine. (laughs) (laughs) The way that... It was the stress of my life. Mm. Um, it And it wasn't the students. I loved the students. They were incredible. They yeah. loved dancing. I mean, they were so committed. It was beautiful. Um, I had uh, struggles with the administration, with them not seeing me as a re- real teacher. Um, oh. Yeah. And them seeing me as, oh, this is an arts teacher. So she's uh, basically a babysitter. And we're going to send her... Kids, whenever teachers are out, will just send her who's ever is left, like all, just the, all the classes whenever they just don't have a teacher. Oh, no. What? I was like, no, I'm teaching lessons here. No, we are right. doing dance history. We are dancing. I don't care how young these students are. We're dancing. Right. Wow. Turned to a bit of a nightmare. Yeah. It was not, it was not a great experience. I will say that school now um, is changed into a different school with a different principal who okay. is on on the right path. Okay, yes. So. <laughs> okay, right. And we'll take, you but, know, arts teachers seriously. Right. And the arts right. seriously. Yeah, yeah. It was really disappointing because I, you know, when you're in college and you're studying, um, you know, teaching, you're excited about, you know, teaching, not yeah being thought of as, as someone who's not really a teacher. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh-huh. I did really love my students. Yes, yes. So. And I love that. A teacher who does love your students, that's great. Because you can your great. students can feel that as well when yeah. you love what you're teaching and l- loving the fact that you get to teach it to them. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. They were so excited to come to dance class. They were like, oh, we get to dance. We get to move our bodies. Like, this is our time. And yeah. I loved that. Yeah. So. Great. I love that. I love that. Yes. So you were doing that with a mix of contemporary dance and then you started auditioning for musical theater. And so then when you you got into the world that is musical theater, how long did you, you know, live in that hustle, be in that hustle, eat, drink, sleep the hustle before you're like, yeah, okay, I got to make another pivot. Yeah, <laughs> that hustle is truly a hustle. And it's it's a hustle that I feel like I am still in, but also mm-hmm. that I've separated my myself from enough that I can I can live without it. Ooh, OK. Which has been a journey, you mm-hmm. know. Um, mm-hmm. So I I did the um, pound the pavement, wake mm-hmm. up at the crack of dawn, get in line, mm-hmm. um, you know, and and wait hours and hours and be seen for maybe one audition. I did that for, uh, what, maybe three-ish years, three or four years maybe before I became equity and then mm-hmm. was still pounding the pavement, but just yes. didn't have to wake up as, as early, as but still early. early. Yes. <laughs> yes, that's it. <laughs> We got an extra hour of sleep, okay? Right. Just an extra hour being equity. Just one extra hour. Right. Um, <laughs> and I feel like, I think I did that for about eight 
years, I think, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, before I took a, an official break okay, and took a pivot from that and realized that my mental health was at stake mm-hmm. and that I really had to focus on my mental health if I wanted, if I wanted to survive mm-hmm. just as a person, not even as an artist, not even as a musical theater artist, but just as a person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's fair. That's fair. Yes. Yeah. And that decision, did you stay in New York or you were like, you had to remove yourself? I had to remove myself. So I left New York. I mm. moved back home to North Carolina. Okay. Um, into my mother's house. Welcome me with open arms. Um, <laughs> and it was very difficult, but I didn't audition. Okay. I didn't do any shows. Um, I worked at a desk job, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is so odd. It was so uh-huh. odd for me, um, but I worked at a festival. So I did work with artists. I worked as the um, as the assistant director of uh, one of the largest festivals in North Carolina, the African American mm-hmm. Cultural Festival. Okay, and it was an eye opening experience to be on the other side, to be on the production side and the casting side, and you know, mm-hmm. it was definitely eye opening. It was hard because. I was like, oh, you know, I really miss performing, but I also knew that if I didn't leave, I would not be taking care of myself. Right. And the way that I found out and that I that I finally came to terms with like, hey, I have to go. Um, I was having a series of auditions, audition after audition, where I would walk into the room to sing or to dance mm-hmm. and my body was shut down completely. <gasps> and. Oh, no. And people would say, oh, but it doesn't happen when you're dancing, right? It's only when you're singing. I was like, no, this can happen. It, it was happening no matter what I was doing. Mm-hmm. At, at auditions that I was completely prepared for. Mm-hmm. I would go into an audition where uh, with dancing that I was fully capable of doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and my body would, I would shake so much. I would be like physically, uh, visibly and physically shaking. Mm-hmm. Um, and when it was my group's turn, I couldn't remember the movement mm-hmm. and the movements wouldn't be anything that were so complex that I just, you know, it was movement that I should have been able to remember that I normally would have been able to remember, but I couldn't remember any of the movements or when it was my turn to do them, I would not do them successfully at all. Mm-hmm. And I would feel, I would feel like a failure every time or in yeah. a singing audition, I would um, forget lyrics, mm-hmm. lyrics that I know very well. Or um, sound would not come out of my mouth. I would literally no. open my mouth. Piano would be playing. No air. Nothing comes out. Um, and that would happen again and again. And or I would be in a callback or a final callback or mm-hmm. or you know maybe the first callback or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you know how a lot of times in these callbacks we we just get the um, a, a new song and they're, yes. they're like, hey, tomorrow do this, you know. Uh huh. And it would stress me out to the point that. Um, I could not remember the lyrics. I would hold the lyrics in my hand. I would have mm-hmm. them printed out, like ready to go, mm-hmm. very big. Should have been able to read it. But when I looked at the paper, it was fuzzy. It was all blurred out and I couldn't see the lyrics. Wow. And that was happening again and again mm-hmm. and again. And I was mm-hmm. like, I can't continue to audition like this. Mm-hmm. I have to stop. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so I walked away. Yeah. Yes. And you, but you, and you listened to your body. Like you listened to yourself and said, okay, something's not right. I did not want to listen. Well, okay. Fair. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I did not want to. (laughs) We can do that. Okay. You were like, I don't want to, but it just got to the point where you're like, I have to. Right. Right. I had no choice. Because Mm -hmm. I I started to feel like 
what am I doing? Like, Carlita, you know that you can do these things. What is happening? Mm -hmm. You need to go find out. Mm -hmm. And also, I started to feel like I'm not representing myself well. Mm. Yes. And I'm leaving people with memories of me that are not, they're not true. These Mm -hmm. are, these things are not even true of myself. I can do all these things. And I'm not going to leave people with this memory of me that says that I can't when I know that I can. Right. Right, right, right. Understood. Understood. So you moved back home and you were like, okay, I got to take care of Carlita. Like, we got to figure out what this is. So with that move home and then the desk job, is that where Darkness Rising came from? Like that project, like we were home and sitting down and going, okay, what else can I do? Who else can I help in helping myself? Is that kind of where it came from? Almost. Okay. So Darkness Rising came just before that. It was within the same year. Okay. So that year, that was 2018. Mm -hmm. And in 2018, that is when I created Darkness Rising. And that's when I started to really care about my mental health. Got it. And so that was definitely a part of that journey. Um, But during 2018 is when I was having these back-to-back auditions that were going really poorly because of my mental health um, or or because of the way I was feeling in the room. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, And... I I started stepping back and I started going to therapy. Mm-hmm. I was um, doing In the Heights. Mm-hmm. And In the Heights is a really fun show. So I was having a great time, you know, yeah. in the show. Um, but I would go home every night and I, I was miserable. Mm-hmm. And um, not because of what I was doing, but because I, actually I didn't know. There was something I felt empty. Yeah. I felt um, like I just, I wanted to end my life. Mm -hmm. And so I would go home every night and try to figure out, okay, I'm going to end my life tonight. And then Mm -hmm. I would be like, oh, maybe I'll wait till tomorrow. We have another show. And I know that Mm -hmm. sounds so odd, but I felt an obligation to the show. Right. I felt an obligation to my cast and crew members. And that is the only thing that kept me alive. Mm -hmm. So I didn't tell anybody. Okay. I had an incredible support system. Never, never said a word to them. Mm-hmm. about the way that I was feeling. Okay. Um, but I was having these suicidal ideations and um, I was just trying to survive the show, honestly, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. trying to get to the end of the run. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay, when I get to the end of the run, I'm going to try to see a therapist. So I tried reaching out to therapists. No one would see me. No one would take me. What? They said that I was a liability and they would not see me. Yeah. Months, months went by. Mm-hmm. With therapist after therapist telling me, nope, can't help you, can't help you. Okay. Um, and I almost gave up. Mm-hmm. And just before I was about to give up, I found a therapist who would see me. Okay. Okay. So that holding on to that, la- you know. La- oh, that just gave me chills. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I, and I wonder if that therapist has said, no, I wonder if I would have made it another yeah. day. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I started seeing that therapist. I started having some hope. Mm-hmm. And that was the beginning of darkness rising. Okay. And I decided that I want to, I wanted to help other people who were, who look like me, who were having trouble finding someone who looked like them. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to, I wanted to provide hope to people, provide resources um, and take doing that pivot, stepping back mm-hmm. from those auditions, moving back home. That really helped me, flesh out what is darkness rising? Mm-hmm. What am I going to do? What message am I going to send? How am I going to help people? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if I hadn't 
taken that time away from auditioning, I don't think that Darkness Rising would be where we are today. Right, right. That makes a lot of sense. Like, So my next question to you would be, in this time of like a pandemic, because we're technically still in it, even though, you know, we loosen the restrictions and things. But how have you, in essence elevated, leveled up, and, like, even used Darkness Rising to be like, hey, y'all, like, we're here for you no matter what, even in this pandemic. Darkness Rising has saved my life during this pandemic. Mm -hmm. And based on the responses from people who have used Darkness Rising's free resources, Mm -hmm. it's saving other people's lives as well. And I'm grateful for that. I'm very proud of that. Um, We have received more outreach and more requests Mm-hmm. for resources from Darkness Rising during this pandemic than we have through our entire um, time as a mm-hmm. nonprofit. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of that is due to the stress of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of that is due um, to the police brutality that that um, the Black community has endured before and during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has been it's been a rough journey you know, um, for, for everyone during the pandemic, but especially for black people, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, because of the health disparities before, because we don't have access to, uh, the healthcare and the mental health care that we deserve. Um, it's been a really rough journey. So we've had for our help me find a therapist program and for our rebuild program that Mm -hmm. those free programs provide, um, uh, connections to Black therapists and mm-hmm. BIPOC therapists for the Rebuild program um, uh, for for people who are in uh, seeking a therapist, and we also mm-hmm. pay for free therapy. We pay we pay for therapy and provide yeah. free therapy for um, BIPOC formerly incarcerated and injustice involved people. Mm-hmm. Um, we have had hundreds hundreds mm-hmm. of requests uh, because. Our people want, we, we, we want the help and we deserve the help. And why Absolutely. should we have these barriers? Absolutely. Yes, 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 yes. And it's that wanting the help and, you know, darkness rising is like, okay, we have to figure out how to get past these barriers. And like, th- like no, we're not going to accept the barriers anymore, yeah. you know, for our people. And it's, I also, and this is my personal opinion, is like now also the stigma of going to therapy and seeking mental health help is diminishing. It's not fully yeah. gone, but I 100% believe that it is diminishing. And that's why people are reaching out to you and going, okay, yeah, I do need help. And okay, there are some barriers, but okay, I got darkness rising. So maybe I can ask them, you know? So this yeah. whole kind of situation has happened for a reason, you know, to save your life first and then to save others. As well, I I feel very honored um, regarding that, and um, as far as the stigma, it's something that is a constant battle, mm-hmm. and we do feel like it's being reduced. And we are one of our main goals is to help in the reduction mm-hmm. of of the stigma. Um, it's also important to us because we feel off. I feel I'll speak for myself. I feel often like sometimes mental health. Um, the topic of mental health becomes trendy on like, you know, mm-hmm. social media uh-huh. and, you know, <laughs> but I'm like, this is my real life. This is what I live every single day. Yeah. I wake up 
every day with mental illnesses and I go to bed every day with mental illnesses. Mm -hmm. And, um, for as much as we have this one month that's dedicated to mental health, <laughs> we're going to need more. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and we're also going to need tangible resources. And that's, to me, why Darkness Rising is so important because it's, it's important for us to do more than just say, oh, reach out when you need somebody. Because for me, when I'm in my darkest hour, I do not want to reach out. And when I was mm-hmm. in my darkest hour, I it took me months to reach out. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and for a lot of us, we're it, it's going to take a lot to reach out. To feel safe reaching out is going to take a lot. Yes. Um, yeah. And I the the resources that we are providing, they have during the pandemic. The pivot mm-hmm. for me um, has been, you know, obviously I didn't have as much access to being able to perform. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also was able to quit my nine to five job. And do Darkness Rising full time. Yes. Which for me yes. is like, oh my gosh, like I left my job. I'm doing, I'm doing the thing that I created full time. And I yes. I never imagined this for myself. Mm-hmm. Like in my wildest of dreams. I never mm-hmm. imagined that I I mean, not to sound like like I'm such a boss, but um <laughs> but it's <laughs> but you are. You are. I'm going to make you sit in that. You are. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. It feels so good to wake up every single day Mm -hmm. and to be able to work on Darkness Rising and let that Mm -hmm. be my full-time job. And also to be able to pay a team of people who are Mm -hmm. also believe in this effort and are and are um part of the team in this effort to not have to wake up every day and be like oh my gosh I have to do this by myself again Mm -hmm. like that is so much stress Uh uh-huh yes (laughs) yeah it's lonely to feel like you're just doing it alone and it feels like I'm the only one who cares about what I'm doing but to have this incredible board and this incredible team of people behind me with me it's mm-hmm. a it's a feeling I cannot explain. And the pandemic created the opening for that. Mm-hmm. And I am grateful for that. Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. I love it. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Yes, yes, yes. So my next question to you would be, what is one lesson that you have learned or are still learning that you, you know, would like to share? One thing that I've learned in this journey is not to look sideways, Mm -hmm. Um, that my journey is my journey. And there's so much power that I have within myself Mm -hmm. and not to devalue the power that I have. Um, It's been, it's something that I'm still learning. Mm -hmm. I find myself looking sideways often. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, what's she doing? Look what, oh, look at all these jobs they have. They're doing this, they're doing that. Mm -hmm. Why not me? Why not me? Why not me? So I still perform. I still do shows. I still, you know, that has not, um, th- that's something that I still do and I still pursue, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it is difficult for me because um, I see people that I have been auditioning with for years and I see their lives taking this, like what appears on my end to be this like amazing turn. I don't know what it's like for them actually, but on my end, it's like, oh, wow, they're doing all of these amazing things. Why not me? Mm-hmm. Um, and in therapy, my therapist reminds me constantly, hey, Carlita, look what you're doing. You're uh-huh. also doing these amazing things and look what you have to offer. 
And if you weren't doing what you were doing, look how many lives would not have been saved. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to daily remember and hold on to that. And also remember that what I offer on and off stage, there's value on and off stage for me. Mm-hmm. If I decide today to stop doing musical theater, there's still value in what I and what I have to offer as an artist. I don't, I don't stop being an artist because I'm not in a show. Yeah, and that's hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Listen, that is Listen. so hard, girl. I'm listening, and I know. Okay, I I just got back from an audition, and. I did two auditions and one of them went really well mm-hmm. and the other one I didn't get. And I was like, what do you mean I didn't get it? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Pardon? You <laughs> speak. Uh, I think we got something wrong here. <laughs> <laughs> and not because like I think so much of myself, but because it's been, it's one of those shows that I've been on this journey. I've mm. auditioned so many times and I've been yes. on, on that journey with them all the way through the final, call, like all the, all these callbacks. And I was like, what? I'm sorry. I don't understand. Right. What do you mean? I didn't. It's really, it's hard every time mm-hmm. it's, and it's, um, I grieve every time mm-hmm. still. Mm-hmm. It's not, uh, you know, some people, they say, oh, well, after all this time of being in the business, you get used to nose, right? I mean, <laughs> I, mean I, I, I mean, I guess you get used to some of the nose, question mark. <laughs> right. I'm like, I'm still grieving this job mm-hmm. because I, A, I wanted the job mm-hmm. and B, I felt like it was a good fit for me. I felt like in my mind, the timing was right. Uh-huh. At least in the timing I had created for myself. Right, right. <laughs> My suitcase was packed. I was ready to go. Like, I was ready. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, but I also understand that, you know, I have to go with the journey that I have right now. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And so the journey that I have, that's the journey that I'm on. And that's what I got. And I'm, I've decided not to stop pursuing musical theater, at least for now in my life, I'm going to continue. And um, there's going to be that next show and there's going to be that next pivot and there's going to be that next thing that I do. And whatever I do, um, I'm going to, if it goes well, it goes well, wonderful. And if it doesn't, I'm going to allow myself space to grieve. And because I still, I'm going to honor the feelings that I have. Right. That, that right there. And you're just like, okay, I'm going to honor these feelings and then I'm going to go to the next thing and the next thing. Yeah. And uh, iteration seems to have been my word for like this season. So like the next iteration of Carlita, okay, I'm going to do this. Oh, and then I'm going to do that. Okay, maybe I'll audition. Didn't get it. Great. I'm going to go do that. Like, yeah. Have, but having the ability to do that and the space and the emotional and mental flexibility to go, okay, my bags were packed. I thought that was for me, but okay, that's fine. <laughs> Let's go do this. <laughs> right. Right. Mm -hmm. And then in my time where I'm taking time for myself, I have not auditioned at all this week. Okay. Because I'm taking a break. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because I deserve to take a break. Yes. Last week was a very emotional week. And now I want some space away from Mm -hmm. auditioning. Mm -hmm. And I want to I want to visit other parts of myself. Mm -hmm. I will get back to auditioning next week or the week after. Mm -hmm. It'll be there. It will mm-hmm. always be there. Yeah. 
Yes, it will always be there. And I like that. I'm going to borrow that from you. I'm going to go visit other parts of myself. I like that. Yeah. I really like that. Because <laughs> they're there. They are there. Mm-hmm. And so that might mean doing a project around the house, mm-hmm. making, making my, my house look cute, you know, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get, I'm going to actually have planned to go get some plants. That's what I'm going to be doing. Oh, yes. Yeah. I love that's I love my plants. plan for this weekend. Yeah, Ooh, I love <laughs> so I'll be it. visiting that part of myself. Yes, come on, plant mom. I got yes. six of them. <laughs> They're thriving. I have, I have, yes, I have eight. My sister is babysitting a couple right now. Okay, I'm very proud of myself for keeping them alive. It. Yeah, I'm proud of you too. Okay, I'm proud of you too. I'm pr- high five. High five to both of us because before right. the pandemic, I was like, I no, I kill plants. I can't. But listen, YouTube University got me right. together and my right. plants are thriving. Yes, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes. Love that for us. Love it. I love it. I love it for us. I love it. So my last question to you would be, what would be just like your one nugget of wisdom that you could give anybody, whether they're an artist or not, just a, another human being, what would be your nugget of wisdom to give? I feel like I've, I think I've already said my nugget, but. Mm-hmm. You can say it again. <laughs> my Okay. My nugget is don't look sideways. Mm-hmm. My advice to everyone is don't look sideways. What you have inside of you is a value. What you have inside of you is enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and honor, honor that, that you already have inside of you and visit new parts of yourself. Yes. Yeah. That's my yeah. nugget. Visit new parts of yourself. Ooh. Perfect. I love it. You wrapped it up in a nice little bow. Yes. I love it. I love it so much. Oh, Carlita, thank you so much for sharing. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you. Thank you. Before I let you go, I got two more things. So one, where can people find you, your Instagrams, your websites, whatever else you use, all of that? I'm not on Black Planet anymore. Okay. But... Does that still exist? I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> if people want to visit me, uh, I am online at It's Carly V. Those are my socials on Twitter and on Instagram. I am also, I have a website, CarlitaVictoria.com. Darkness Rising can be found at DarknessRisingProject.org and also on Instagram and Facebook at Darkness Rising Project and on Twitter at Dark Rise Project. And you can have access to our free resources. We love a free resource. Come and enjoy. Yes. Yes. Thank you. And don't worry. All of that will go in the show notes, everybody. So you can just click and you can have access. And then also, I must say to you before I let you go, is I acknowledge you. I celebrate you. And I uplift you. I received that. Thank you so much. I received that and I needed, I needed that today. You're so very welcome. You are so very welcome. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. Please feel free to visit this episode's show notes for links to get in touch with my guest, as well as a link to rate and review my podcast on Podchaser. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, all you have to do is scroll down to the rate and review section. You can find and connect with me on Instagram at The Artist Pivot to see audiograms, fun facts, and posts featuring my guests. Make sure you hit the subscribe button if you haven't already to get notified when a new episode is out. And please share this episode with at least one friend. For those who are working on their mental health and well-being, on a journey of facing your fears, or trying therapy for the first time, our show sponsor BetterHelp is here to help you. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. 
BetterHelp makes professional therapy accessible and affordable with 20,000 plus therapists in their network and the ability to request a new therapist at no additional charge anytime. I have found that therapy is a tool to use to improve your life in one of the healthiest ways. So join the 2 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. So many people use BetterHelp that they are currently recruiting additional therapists in all 50 states. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash ArtistPivot. That's BetterHelp.com slash ArtistPivot. Ever heard the phrase found time? Well, Audible helps you find the time to get more stories and information while commuting, cooking, gardening, exercising, etc. Audible is the leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audiobooks, ranging from bestsellers to celebrity memoirs, news, business, and self-development. Every month, members get one credit to pick any title, plus two Audible originals from a monthly selection, and access to daily news digests, as well as guided meditation programs. They have podcasts, theatrical performances, A-list comedy, and exclusive Audible originals you won't find anywhere else. Fun fact, if you listened to every title on Audible, you'd be listening for more than three centuries. So click the link in the show notes or visit audibletrial.com slash theartistpivot to start your 30-day free trial of Audible and listen to that book you haven't read yet or laugh at a comedy special while doing the dishes. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash theartistpivot. Using the link lets Audible know that we sent you and a great way to support the show. This episode was edited by Kieran Niemant and produced by me, Ayana Major Bay. Thank you for tuning in, and I'll speak to you soon. <laughs>